Hey friends, welcome to the Taking Your Next Step podcast from Collegians for Christ. Through each episode, we will journey together focusing on becoming better followers of Jesus. If you are eager, like I am, to follow Jesus Christ, then take your next step now by joining us in today's episode. Holidays are coming right up on us. Thanksgiving's not but a, uh, another week or so away. Christmas is coming up. And then after we flip over the new year, we're excited. We have a college and career retreat on February 10th through the 11th that will be in Greenville, North Carolina, hosted at People's Baptist Church and by Collegians for Christ. It's going to be a great weekend. Begins Friday, 7 o'clock, ends uh, Saturday at 3 o'clock. Uh, there'll be some powerful main preaching sessions, some breakout sessions uh, that we have some young adult speakers coming to speak uh, in, and they'll be very, very helpful, very engaging. We'll have God-infused time, small groups. We'll have a real talk session with me and my wife. Uh, that went really well at our previous retreat. We'll have hot topic Q&A. Of course, a great fun activity uh, on that Friday night, games throughout, delicious food and snacks and all that. Uh, the cost will be $35 for registration and for the food. And you can register at cfcretreats.com. Also, of course, for the college and career leaders who are coming, uh, we want to have some specific breakout sessions just for you to kind of come together, be encouraged with one another, be equipped, and we'll have some sessions to deal with topics to help you to build and grow a strong and effective college and career ministry. Again, reach out if you have any questions. CFCRetreats.com is where you can get more info and register, and we hope to see you at the retreat. So let's jump into our last episode on this idea of the building block of fellowship. So we're walking through talking about what are the key essentials to us having a strong faith foundation. We've talked about God's word. We've talked about prayer. We're talking about fellowship, and we'll talk uh, on our next episode about evangelism. But fellowship is not something that's a choice. It's not something we need to think about being a part of a church or a part of a community. It's something we must do. It's God's design. It's God's plan. Jesus, Jesus illustrated that for us with the 12 disciples. I mean, you see him gathering men around him in what? In community in fellowship with one another. And so we see fellowship is vital. It's very, very important. And we talked about in our previous episode about isolation and how isolation is the opposite of community and how we must be very intentional not to allow ourselves to fall into that isolation. So we try to be very practical as we've gone through uh, with each of the building blocks and give some ideas, practically speaking, of ways we can implement in prayer, God's word, and then also this idea of fellowship. So how can we practice fellowship? Well, one, we need to stay away from isolation. We don't need to let our introvertedness, if that's the way we fall, I can be a little more introverted. I, I enjoy being around people, but my, my happy place sometimes is just, you know, being with my family or being by myself. I need some downtime. I think we all need that regardless of how introverted or extroverted you are. But I think we need to understand the biblical principle of fellowship and how vitally important it is. You say, how important is it? Well, Jesus illustrated it. God established it. And then we find the, the new, uh, the brand new church in the book of Acts joining together steadfastly and doing these things daily. What? Doctrine, the teaching of God's word, prayer, praying together, uh, fellowship, which we're looking at, and then the breaking of bread, the Lord's Supper, and eating together. You know, I, I guess the beautiful thing about fellowship is you can do it around food, you can do it around uh, fun, uh, you can do it around a Bible study, you can do it around prayer, you can do it around all these different things. Fellowship kind of stretches through all of them, uh, but if we're, we're being minimal on our fellowship, we're, we're possibly going to struggle in our 
our faith, because we've talked about fellowship strengthens our faith. It provides tremendous spiritual protection for us. It provides unity and how unity speaks volumes to others around us. They'll, they'll belong maybe before they'll believe. And so that's a great tool for our evangelism we're going to talk about. But what would be some practical ways that we can engage in fellowship? How can we do that? What would be a plan maybe for deep community? Well, I would say this. First of all, join hands. Join hands with other believers around you. And what I mean by that, have a friend plan. Now, when I say the word friend, that word is tossed around in society, uh, and I think we use it flippantly. Um, I'm very cautious. My wife is the same way, and we're trying to teach our, our older son this too. Not everybody's your friend. Now, there's a lot of good people that we are acquaintances with, uh, but we don't have not every just every Joe Schmo is our friend. A friend is a true relationship that is more than just on the surface. And so as you think about fellowship and part of that fellowship, we need to have some good friends. And so you need to have a friend plan, meaning you intentionally seek out friends. And, you know, life can bring different seasons and seasons bring people into our lives, take people out of our lives. Uh, as we go through different seasons of life, maybe we change, uh, others change, and that can bring us closer together, uh, drag us further apart. Maybe you move, maybe you're at college, and so your friends for two years or four years may be certain people, and then you separate. Maybe you still keep in touch, but then you may be spending more time with other people. So we have to understand that, but we have to be very intentional and seek out friends. Sometimes it can just be natural for some people, not all, not to do that to be more of an isolated person, more of a, a loner. But that's not God's uh, God's plan. And so as you're thinking about friends, think about the people that God has placed in your sphere of influence, placed around you, and think about who would you consider a real friend or who would you like to pursue the possibility of being a friend with. And I can understand this. It can be hard because we've moved various times uh, to brand new places where we had we didn't know anybody. We've done this a, a few times. Um, we moved to Knoxville. We moved to, to Boone. We moved uh, almost to Greenville, North, uh, Tennessee. We were there working for a little bit, so there was new friends. Then we moved to Greenville, North Carolina, here four years ago. And sometimes in a move like that, it can take at least a year before you can really start you know, truly trying to make friends. Uh, but you have to be very purposeful in that. And God tells us friendship is good. We see examples through Scripture. We see Jonathan and David. Uh, we see Jesus. He had three that were very close. Yes, he had the 12 disciples. You could look at that as your acquaintances. But he had three of them that were very, very close and that he spent a lot more intimate time with. What is that? It's an example of a friend. Elijah had Elisha. Uh, so there is great benefit in having friends. And so as you think about friends, have friends that encourage you and lead you to Jesus. Now, I'm not saying you can't have friends with unbelievers because I'm big on you and I not just living in our Christian bubble, but actually rubbing shoulders and being friends with people that don't think the same way or believe the same way we do. That's how we build the bridge or the gap to Christ. But you do need friends that are going to encourage you and lead you to Jesus. You say, well, I can think of somebody right now that does neither one of those. Maybe you need to think about placing them into the acquaintance circle and not your uh, inner circle of friends. You can also lay it out like that. You can draw a circle. You're right there in the middle. Who are my friends? Maybe I've got three that I'm going to think about. Draw another circle. Who's going to be in that circle? Uh, that's going to be your nine acquaintances. And anybody outside of that, you know, it doesn't mean they're not people you can't interact with. 
Uh, but you need to identify who your friends are. Be intentional about it. So friends that also that encourage you and lead you to Jesus, but you need to encourage and lead them to Jesus. And so as you identify maybe the three people, as Jesus gives an example, or maybe the one, it doesn't mean we're all going to have three. Uh, I know sometimes on social media, Facebook, you may have 500, 2,000, 5,000 friends, but are they really friends? We're talking about people that you can truly build a relationship with and people you're close. So you might be lucky to find one, two, three. Some of you are saying, I'd be lucky just to find one good friend because sometimes it's hard to find good people that you can be good friends with, that you can trust, that you can open up to, that God uh, really builds that relationship with. And you say, well, I'm struggling right now to have friends and do this first pray. Ask God to give you a friend. And then the Bible does teach us this. If your man's going to have friends, he must be friendly. So also make sure you're being friendly. But then work to invest time into building those relationships. And maybe you're going to have to come out a little bit more. You're going to have to spend some time together. And be a giver, not just a taker. You see, introverts need community too. So join hands. Have a friend plan and then join a church. If you're already a part of a church, that's great. But let's not just be a consumer, let's be a giver in that church. You see, a church is a community, it's a place of fellowship. And so if you're not part of a church, find and join a Bible-believing and Bible-preaching church. Make sure it's gospel-centered. And then not only be there, don't be a consumer, but serve and be active in the church. That's a huge way to build relationships and friendships with other people, is when you serve together. It's one thing to walk in church, sit down, worship and sing and preach, and then walk out. Uh, that's wonderful. That's what we're there for. But if you're looking to build deeper relationships, you need to meet with people and engage with people on a deeper level. And so maybe you're part of a small group. Your, your church has small groups on a, a Wednesday night or a Sunday morning, Sunday school classes, uh, whatever it is, find a small group that you can get involved in because that's really where you're going to find ways to build relationships with others. And if you're in college, or you know someone that's in college, encourage them this. Do not take the two or four years off that you're in college off from church. I understand it can be hard and daunting to come to a new place and find a new church, uh, but ask your parents to help. Ask your youth pastor, your pastor. uh, Reach out to us. We have a big database of churches that are like-minded in different uh, college towns. Uh, But do not take off two or four years because that is the most vital time of your life. That's when you need the function and the purpose and the fellowship and community of that church. That's when you need the little kids running around and people your same age and people that are middle age and those senior saints and all this intergenerational relationships that feed you and fuel you. And so join hands, join a church, and then join a campus ministry or small group. I kind of just mentioned that. Uh, But if you're on a college campus, reach out and and join a Bible study group or a campus ministry that's gospel-centered. Check out our website to see if we have one there on your college campus, or if not, uh, reach out and we can see about starting one. But that's an excellent place when you get in those smaller settings to establish strong relationships and build community. It's the place that you can do community or do fellowship as those believers did in Acts chapter 2. They practice it daily. And you and I can do that. And can I say this? If you're part of a small group, a Sunday school class or a campus ministry, uh, treat it like it's a class and like you have to be there and there's a role being taken. What I'm saying is commit to being at the meetings, stretch yourself and participate in the events. Uh, That will help you. 
to build community. If you're sitting there and you're listening and you're saying, well, man, I, I just don't have a lot of friends and I don't have a lot of people I can build community with, uh, but you're not doing any of these things intentionally. You're trying to invest in people. You're trying to put yourself out there. You're, you're part of a small group. You're part of a church. You're part of a campus. I mean, if you're not doing those things, then it's kind of hard to sit back and say, well, I just don't have these things. You got to be able to put yourself out there, be on the initiative. And I understand it's hard because I, like I say, I'm a little more introverted. Uh, it's a little harder for me to put myself out there and I can be a little more protective based on uh, my past and some things that uh, uh, from my testimony. Uh, so I'm a little more protective and watchful of people, but that's okay. I can't let that hinder me in building relationships with people. So you got to stretch yourself. Why? To build essential relationships and community in your life. Why? Because it's vital. It is a core faith foundational building block. And without it, you're, you're building on what? Uh, shaky sand uh, versus a solid rock. So I challenge you with this. As you think about building community, the importance of it, develop a contagious community wherever you are at. Whether you're in your small group, whether you're in your church, you be the one that makes it contagious. You be the one that makes it where other people want to be involved, whether it's by how you're talking about it, how you're excited about it, how you participate in it, whatever it is, allow that community that God has placed you in to be absolutely contagious. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast has been helpful to you, please share it with a friend or subscribe to stay up to date on the latest episodes. You can connect with Collegians for Christ online for more information and resources at cfccampusministry.com.